and we are recording, recording in progress with the one and only Mr. Joe Kent. And as I was just telling him beforehand, if one more woman asks me if you're single, I'm going to fucking kill myself. And uh, But today is Wednesday, <laughs> April 5th, 2023 at 6 or 6 p.m. Eastern time. Guys, if you want to support the show, click on the little red button. That's locals. Or you can go to the description, get the merchandise, all that good stuff. Mr. Joe Kent, in the description is his Twitter. Also, the links to his campaign where you can go donate. Um, but as we are in uh, a banana republic now, which is I'm, I'm very happy that we have a country has have transitioned and that we are now yeah. in the body that we feel uh, most fit in and most loving in is a uh, fallen fascist, godless, uh, pedophile, uh, commie shithole. And uh, with that brilliant entrance, you can see why Joe is in politics and I am not. Joe, can you please start talking as I rudely tweet the links? <laughs> no, you're good, man. Uh, so I guess we're going to talk about what whatever he's talking about the uh, the Trump indictment and and what it means. And I'll just uh, like my my view on this is it just really kind of signifies where we're at as a country. I mean, Trump's being indicted, which you know, there's two ways that you can look at this. I think it's very easy to be numb that they're they're going after Trump. I mean, we've been hearing get Trump. They're going to indict Trump. Trump's going to be in handcuffs. We've been hearing all this crap now for so long that I think if you're a Trump supporter or even if you're just your average American who tries to stay informed, you're like, yeah, okay, it's another day that ends in Y. Um, so it's easy to kind of like breeze past how significant this actually is. I mean, yesterday they unveiled the indictment and it's, what is it, 34, 35 counts that were basically just a copy and paste saying that uh, Trump may have, you know, uh, been misleading in his business papers and that was to conceal a crime, but they won't say what the crime is. So it truly is banana Republic stuff here. <clears throat> and obviously the next uh, hearing I think is going to be like in December when the presidential primary, the Republican primary is going to be in very, very full swing. So this is, again, it's more election interference, but also, I mean, like if you look at the broad scope of everything that's happening right now in the country, our, our economy is getting, everybody's already hurting enough as it is because of Biden's economy. But now the dollar is basically being taken down slowly piece by piece um, because of everything that's happened on a broader scale with Russia, Ukraine, what China's doing, Saudi Arabia, the death of the petrodollar, all of that is happening. That should be major news. The continued uh, war drums being beat towards World War III, that should be major news. But now here's the establishment once again. In order to distract us, they're, they're trying to do this, hey, look at Trump thing all over again. So we're, we're definitely living in, uh, you know, this, these are uncharted waters to be sure. As a glimpse of a... I guess silver lining or optimism, and I didn't know this till about an hour ago. But even former Democratic uh, uh, Congressman uh, Barney Frank came out two days ago on Newsmax and said, "This is bad." Like that's mm. so maybe that's some silver lining in that. Yeah, I didn't know that. So I mean, give credit where credit's <laughs> due. It's maybe that's the silver lining is that, and it, it could and the the pessimistic part of me says, no, this is just a bunch of dirty politicians who are like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't investigate former politicians as they're, you know, hiding the body of a hooker or something like, so part of me looks at it that way. But part of me thinks is, you know, there might actually be some shred of rationality of understanding where this is going. I certainly hope so. Um, yeah. That, that, it'll be interesting to see if more, you know, Democrat centrist, whatever, come out and say like, Hey, this is, you know, you can dislike Trump's policies. You can dislike his personality, but the full weaponization of the government, you know, that's a, that's a, you know, a bridge too far. I mean, I kind of wish they would have said that when they started going after parents that show up at school board meetings, you know, the FBI counterterrorism task force, but Hey, if it takes this, then, then that's fine too. 
Um, I, I do think this just speaks, though, to how one side has power and will use power, the full scope of all the institutions. And then the rest of us are kind of left playing, you know, defense. So, I, I mean, it's uh, very dangerous times. I, I think that there's a there's a degree of, you know, Alvin Bragg. He just wants to make a name for himself. But I do also think that there is there's some strategy here. I think, you know, the, the Mark Elias, the super savvy Democrat political operatives, I think they are freaked out that Donald Trump is the front runner definitely for the Republican nomination. And they don't like the way a head to head race against him versus Joe Biden stacks up because that's looking like Trump can win that. There's, there's a, there's a clear path to victory for that. So they're freaking out all over again. So if this doesn't stick, just stand by They're going to, they're going to try and throw more things at president Trump. What I think that they're planning on or hoping for is that enough, I, I, you know, moderate Republicans, the, the independent swing voters, their calculus is that these people are going to be so sick and tired of hearing about Trump. And they're like, oh, man, there's just so much drama with Trump. Let's go with somebody that's just, you know, kind of normal, kind of easy peasy, uh, a guy like Joe Biden. That was the case they made in 2020, right? But I think that's going to backfire on them because I, I I go out and I talk to folks all the time. And the uh, you know a month ago, the Trump versus DeSantis was a fairly hot button topic in the Republican Party, especially because people know that I, I support President Trump. So this would come sure. up all the time. I would talk to Republican voters who would say, like, look, hey, I uh, was skeptical on Trump in 2016. He won me over it, voted for him in 2020. However, I, I just can't do it anymore, man. There's just too much drama. DeSantis is really appealing because he just seems we, we get the we get the Trump policies without the Trump baggage. However, now those same people seeing the FBI and seeing the DA and, and seeing the full scope of the government go after him, I've had plenty of them, more than I can count, go, wait, wait a sec. Actually, this is why we love Trump in the first place. And we we need Trump. We now see what the other side will do. So I think some of the strategy on the left is kind of going to blow up in their face, which is kind of how Trump rolls, right? Yeah, it's 100% how he rolls. Yeah, and if uh, if you like, you know, and I, hey, rationally, I get it. You know, Trump, you know, it's a crazy, crazy worldwind figure and you just want things to be the status. I, I get that on a, on a human level. Yeah. And you look at DeSantis, you go, he's a little more Paul. I understand that. You also have to look at it and go, hey, are you get rid of Trump? You really think it just stops there? You don't think yeah, it, you don't exactly. think in a year that DeSantis is the new Hitler? You look at what they're doing with Elon yeah. Musk, the rocket man who wants to get us off the planet and onto electric cars. That guy, yeah. the savior, who's now Hitler, guys, it doesn't stop. And so you just kind of have to dig in now because we're kicking the can down the road. And also, it's um, yeah, if they can do it to the billionaire ex president. What do you think they're doing uh, to me and Bob down the street? <laughs> exactly, man. So I, I've always said, you know, basically what, what you just said, the whole argument of like Trump without Trumpism, you, you got to take a, a pause and just realize that's Stockholm syndrome. Like huh. they are never going to be nice to you. I mean, I'm old enough to remember that when they said that Mitt Romney was going to put black people back in chains oh, yeah. and that he had binders. I mean, and like, I don't like Mitt Romney. I think he's incredibly weak. However, that guy is not a foaming at the mouth radical. He's a you vanilla know? And, investment banker. <laughs> and, he, and, and he just took it. He took it all on the chin. And that was the old Republican Party. And that's why you got Donald Trump in 2016. So you need somebody that actually knows what time it is and how to punch back. But also, there's a very practical case to make. And I can talk about why I think Trump is, is great with his policies sure. and his personality. 
there's just a very unique thing about President Trump, the way that he's independently wealthy, the way that he actually is a little bit older. This would be his last hurrah. The vast majority of his children are old or older. They're out of the house. They're already established. There's not much more they can do to Donald Trump. Now, Ron DeSantis, like he's a different story. He's the same age as me. He's got young kids. He's not independently wealthy. I like him. I think he's a fantastic governor. Um, and I'd like to think that, you know, I'm a fairly tough guy too, but if they threw all this crap at me at some point, I'd just be like, you know, I, you guys have broken me. Like I am not independently wealthy. I don't own buildings. I don't have my own version of air force one. Like, so again, it's like, we, we do live in this, this crazy world where you need people that have the status of Donald Trump or, or someone like Elon Musk is another great example as well. Do I agree with everything that Elon does? No, absolutely not. But who the hell else was going to buy Twitter and open it up? We needed we needed an Elon Musk. And, and I, I view Trump you know, very much in that same category where he is a unique man that's uniquely suited for these times that we live in. Yeah, I mean, think, yeah, it's it's Eisenhower and Patton. He wasn't too big of a fan of Patton slapping those soldiers. But who the fuck else were you going to take the leash off and just say, hey, go destroy Germany and they'll do it well, right? So there is that. Mm -hmm. There's that. And then there's the very big ideas, right? All of this, all of this, and I know I only got you for five more minutes, so we'll, we'll kind of get into it. But like, all, there are so many luxury items when everything's going well, when you can, you know, and it sounds weird to say, but going well, as in like, you know, there aren't hundreds of thousands of gallons of toxic chemicals burning in the sky and you can afford chicken eggs and there's not some tranny in a gimp suit twerking in front of your kid and there's not World War Three on the horizon. Again, you can see why Joe's in politics and I'm not. But there is this thing where there's a luxury when you have an income, a safe home, and you can buy things, there's a luxury to sit back and go, I don't like this guy because he's brash. I don't like this guy because X, Y, and Z. The de-dollarization, this is something that is like, dude, this is a, no pun intended, this is a once in an empire event. And it's happening yeah. faster and faster. This should be on every news station. This is as strong as the U.S. military. This is mm -hmm. very real. And my hope is that, yeah, you're going to have a lot of people who are going to quietly vote for Trump. They're never going to say it. They're going to keep saying orange man bad, but they're going, dude, I have to take out a loan to get to get eggs. That's my hope. I don't know. Your thoughts on the de-dollarization and, and can they keep that suppressed? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. They, they want to, and that's why they'd much rather talk about like Stormy Daniels and make all kinds of stupid jokes to distract people. But the thing about the, the dollar is it affects everyone's lives. And so especially those Trump swing voters that got us the surprise victory in 2016, those people feel that every day and they don't give a they don't give a rat's ass about Stormy Daniels, just like they didn't give a rat's ass about access to Hollywood or any of that, because it's like, look, this other guy, like they hated Hillary Clinton for obvious reasons. And then they're like, look, Joe Biden is absolutely destroying our country right now. You know, it's not it's not hyperbolic to say that none of this would have happened under Trump. I think most people like in their heart of hearts know that this nonsense would not have happened under President Trump. I was actually uh, before I jumped on with you, I was listening to I guess it's a fairly centrist, fairly left wing podcast, Breaking Points. Um, and they were going through the polling of like how many people thought that like Trump would be indicted and he was actually guilty. It, it, it's like fairly high. It was it was something like 60 to 70 percent of independents. But then they went and they contrasted that with where Trump is right now in the head to head polls against Joe Biden and Trump's winning. And they were they were in shock. They were like, this means 
that there are people that like think Trump's guilty and he should be indicted, but at the same time we're like, yep, and I'm still voting for him. <laughs> and like you know, they're they're pretty sharp. I mean, a couple of them that were on the show, they they got it. And I think that that's actually the. I think most people, frankly, don't give they don't give a crap about what some district attorney in Manhattan is doing. They're like, dude, I can't afford eggs right now. Like I can show you my pay stubs. I'm losing one month of wages to this inflation every single year. And it's only going to get worse. Like, no, I'm voting for the last guy. Sorry. Yeah. 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 You show me, hey, you know, you know, Tom Brady left his wife and he's flirting with other women. Yeah. If I'm Robert Kraft, I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck, dude. Who do you want in the Super Bowl? I don't care. And that's unfortunately right. where we are is. And, you know, maybe that's the sign of things are good is when we can bitch about fake tans and divorces. Like maybe that is a sign of of when yeah. is when we're affluent. But there are people, that's a great point. I didn't know that. There are a lot of people who are like, yeah, he's definitely guilty. I'm going to vote for him. I need to buy eggs. Like that's, you've, you've, ba- you've boxed yourself into that corner. That's yeah. no, no one did that, but you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that's no bueno. Um, so I guess in the, the final minute or so, I mean, what are we, are we going to see Trump pull some Teflon Don shit and come out of this? Uh, or do you think they're going to just spool something else up to try to shut them down? What I think, uh, you know, people that watch your podcast and want to see President Trump be successful, candidates like me be successful. I think what you got to do is is you got to realize that, like, hey, if one guy uh, could save this country, then we would have been good after 2016. We could have just plugged back out and Trump would have taken care of everything for us. But what we saw was we got this once in a lifetime populist nationalist president who was willing to go in and do some fighting for us. But. He didn't have the people around him as far as advisors go, as far as folks in the administrative state go to actually get out there and and do the hard work. And then in 2020, they fortified in their own words, they fortified the election right before our very eyes. And at the end of the day, we just didn't have the people out there to carry President Trump across the finish line. And so I I think what we've got to do is say, hey, everybody has got to get involved. You don't have to run for office. You don't have to give an exorbitant amount of money, but you do have to get out there. You do have to collect ballots. You get a chase ballot, get a ballot harvest where it's legal. I, I think that those are the very important things because look, they are not going to stop. To get back to your original question, they're not going to stop coming after Trump. Like if these 34, 35 nonsense charges just disappear, which most legal experts are saying like there's nothing there. There's other cases brewing in DC. There's cases brewing in Georgia. And, and look, most those ones are probably a bunch of nonsense too, but the process is the punishment. They're going to try and attract Trump of resources and they're going to try and just keep pe- peeling off all those different centrist voters. And I think what we have to do is stay disciplined in our messaging. Really just the basic, like, are you better off now than you were four years ago? You know, with, with folks. But then at the end of the day, like Republicans, we have not, I don't think we've been losing on messaging and candidate quality. I, obviously I'm biased, but I, I reject that that notion. We've been losing on ground game. The Democrats have been getting out there and they've been ballot harvesting what happened in Wisconsin while all this nonsense was going on. That's That speaks to that, that, uh, that issue right there, that Republicans are still very much lacking in ground game. And we're not going to get a good result in 2024 across the board if we don't get out there and fix that and get involved. I think the most important thing to remember is none of this is going away. It's not getting better. Right. Not just in terms of the economy. I turn. I mean, in terms of the cultural war going on, to where you genuinely just want to be left alone and bring your kids to school. It's right. not stopping. There's no kicking the right. can down. This is waking up hungover and having a beer, and then having a second beer, and then going, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna be hungover tomorrow." You just gotta go through the hangover, and then it will be better. You, it it's not stopping. 
it's nuts. Yep. In four years, you'll be looking back at drag queens and being going like, God, the good old days. <laughs> the good old days <laughs> when the only thing I couldn't afford was eggs. Like, man, I miss electricity. So something like that, not to be a total nihilist. But, uh, yeah, guys, uh, go support Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent, go support Joe Kent. Go into the description. Send him a couple bucks. Go follow him on Twitter. Do something. Do something cool. He's got a cat. I mean, he's a cat guy. As you can see, he's already pandering. He's already pandering to the cat crowd. <laughs> hey, I get it. I get it. It's, it's, it's a doggy dog. There's always cats there. in the podcast. You got to fucking have them. I, that's my problem. I don't have a dog. I need to get a puppy or a cat. Yeah, yeah. Just full on. I mean, really, what I, I could, the show the show ends with me shaving my head and having a single like neon pink mohawk and a, like a, and a ring through my nose. That's the only way the show is ever going to succeed. But um, <laughs> yeah, with that. Joe, thank you so much. Sorry for my unholy language. I get a little too comfortable with you and forget that you are running for office and I should stop, you know, saying half the shit I said. So, with nah, that, all right, brother. Thank you so much, guys. Go support Joe. Go follow him on Twitter. Those links are in the description. Thank you so much for your time and bye, kitty. All right, Joe. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, Take care, everybody. Thanks for watching. Stopped. God bless. Peace.